0: Welcome to Your Best You Today, the online radio show that uncovers the hidden truths and dispels the myths about food, nutrition, and exercise for anyone of any age. Every day, you make dozens of decisions that will either have a positive or negative impact on your health. Join naturopathic doctor Kevin Jackson, along with Rob Heppel, to learn how you can start making your best you today. Welcome to the Your Best You Today show. I'm your host, Rob Heppel, and joined as always with health expert, Dr. Kevin Jackson. Dr. Kevin is a naturopathic doctor who's been helping people find natural solutions to health issues for over 25 years. With the Your Best You Today online radio show, we're going to dive into the common health issues and explore natural solutions to them. Welcome back, Dr. Kevin.
1: Hi, Rob. Thanks for having me.
0: Hey, what are we going to be tackling today?
1: Well, I wanted to talk about uh, artificial sweeteners. Um, you know, this is something that uh, we're surrounded by uh, these substances on a regular basis, and I think it's great uh, to pass on some of the information that I think most people really don't know about when it comes to uh, you know what they're ingesting when it comes to these artificially sweetened foods, mainly soft drinks, but many foods nowadays. Are actually sweetened with these artificial sweeteners.
0: So we're going to be looking at um, these substitutes that are no calorie, and they're a substitute for um, for sugar, right?
1: That's right. And you know, this is really how they were uh, pushed in the very beginning, because they have no calories in them, and because you know, weight loss is such a huge industry in in the world. uh, Something that tastes sweet that has no calories. Um, You know, it's a big deal, and and that's why so many people ingest these products.
0: Now, we've talked about sugar, a.k.a. white death, on previous programs. So we'd assume that these uh, no-sugar alternatives are better, but uh, since we're talking about them, uh, I'm guessing that they're not. Is that right? You're right on there, Rob. And uh, So I want to go through the the three
1: main uh, or most common artificial sweeteners, Uh, And let's just look at uh, what they're all about and why people should consider not ingesting these things. So let's start with um, uh, sucralose. You know, most people are familiar with it. Uh, If you're in the coffee shop, there's a little yellow packet uh, that says Splenda or sucralose on it. Um, It's it's a no-calorie substitute, uh, you know, along with others that, that people often put in their coffee or that... They may see it in their in their favorite uh, soft drink. Um, and one of the, uh, the reasons that sucralose came onto the market was that early research showed that uh, sucralose passes right through the gastrointestinal tract undigested. So you don't even absorb it. And that was the, ori- the original thinking behind this product. And as a result, everybody jumped on the bandwagon and said, oh, here's a great sweetener that you don't even, uh, you know... Um, doesn't get get into your uh, bloodstream at all, and therefore, um, no concerns with it. But actually, new research actually shows that it do, it is metabolized, and um, so it can cause um, a number of issues once it is in the bloodstream. So, what are some of these uh, side
0: effects of sucralose?
1: Well, one of the more common ones, Rob, is that it. We've all probably heard of gut good. Uh, gut flora or or the good bacteria that live in our gastrointestinal tract that's so important that often get killed off if we take antibiotics. And a lot of the yogurt commercials out there right now are promoting the the product because it contains probiotics or these good uh, gut flora. Um, Sucralose has been shown to alter the amounts and the quantities of these beneficial microbes that hang out in our gastrointestinal tract. Uh, by as much as 50%. So reducing them by as much as 50%. um, And the alteration in bacterial counts can be associated with weight gain and obesity. So so that's uh, that's definitely a concern. Um, The other issue around sucralose is that it limits the absorption of some therapeutic drugs, such as those for cancer and heart disease, and makes them less um, effective. And You know, a lot of people bake with Splenda or you can actually buy things that are made with Splenda that have been baked uh, to reduce calories and uh, to take the place of sugar. Uh, But it decomposes during baking and uh, that releases potentially toxic compounds um, called uh, chloroproannols. And uh, the jury's really out on uh, chloroproannols because uh, there's a lot of thinking behind the fact that these may actually be quite um, poisonous to us. Um, But a real kicker is that sucralose can alter insulin responses and blood sugar levels uh, it's also been associated with inflammatory bowel disease. And there's some questions as to might that it might even alter genes uh, in some recent research that's been done. So, you know, the very reason that people are using something like sucralose is that it can um, hopefully take the place of sugar. And we've already talked about sugar, and one of the nasty things or the, the scary things about sugar is that it increases insulin um, and increases the insulin response. Um, which has a host of problems in our body. And, and here it is. Now the research is showing that sucralose is actually doing the same thing along with some other nasty things too. So that's a bit of a concern.
0: Now, before we go on to the next, uh, next topic, you know, I know that my mom, uh, wherever she goes, she in her purse, she has a bunch of Splenda in there for her coffee. Right. And she carries all these little yellow packages around or the little pink packages. So I'm not sure what brand name it is. So is it in that instance, and I don't know if we're going to cover this in some of the, in the other two topics that you talked about, um, is, so is it better for her just to have sugar, to have brown sugar, to have honey? Um, I'm probably not going to, you know, she's 77. I'm not going to get her off of her coffee or her tea and she's going to probably want it sweetened. So out of everything, natural or unnatural what would be the best
1: well the best option is stevia um, and there's many different um, brands of that there's uh, one available in the united states called truvia uh, that a lot of people like because uh, it has a little bit better taste than most stevia but stevia across the board is the safest by far and it's very sweet Uh, some people don't like the aftertaste uh, and so you know if you can't take stevia, probably the next best thing that I' would recommend would be something like xylitol, which is a sugar alcohol. Uh, some people don't do well with that as well. it can cause some gastrointestinal issues, but it's still it only gives you about forty percent of the effect of sugar in your body so it's a it's assuming uh, you're okay with it. Um, it it can be It's often made from birch sap. And, um, you know, it's a good option. It's, it's a decent option, and it, uh, it helps with microbial overgrowth in the mouth. Uh, it reduces the chance of, uh, you know, the microbes that cause uh, tooth decay. So that's that would be the next best option, uh, w- with stevia being the number one, as far as I'm concerned, the number one option. And then if you have to go to sugar, if you have to have something in the sugar realm, you know, I would say agave syrup or um, or honey in moderation, small amounts, is probably the next best thing. But really, we're getting back into the sugar argument, and, and that problem is, uh, you know, is we've talked that okay. to death already. I think.
0: <laughs> okay, so um, well, and thanks, thanks for that. And uh, I know I don't know if my mom will be too happy with your answer, but, um, um anyway, we'll all have to deal with that when I talk to her. Right. <laughs> okay. So, uh, so what do we have next then after, uh, after sucralose?
1: Well, I want to talk about aspartame, uh, and everybody out there probably knows about aspartame because it's so, um, it's so prevalent, uh, in our, in our foods today. Uh, it's been around for quite a while. It's also known as NutraSweet or Equal. Uh, spoonful and equal measure, or other names of it, uh, same thing. It was actually discovered by accident in the mid '60s uh, by a chemist for the uh, G.D. Searle Company. They were actually making an anti-ulcer drug, and uh, they found this, and you know, they found the sweetness to it, and and found that it, it tasted pretty good. And then um, in 1985, um, uh, Monsanto uh, actually purchased that company um and then set up the NutraSweet company as a separate s- subsidiary.
0: So hey, now Kev, I've heard it. Monsanto, like now aren't they the guys that um do like the grain, like the 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 genetically modified stuff and have like ruined that? <laughs> they they
1: definitely have not got a very good reputation worldwide, uh especially uh, when we're talking about farming and and the things that they have done. They're very, very involved in genetically modified organisms. Um, They're very much involved in um, uh, shutting down some of the smaller farmers. um, And they really have an agenda to, uh, and and it really seems to be all about money. So yeah, that's that same company, Rob. And um, they own the rights to aspartame. Um, uh, otherwise known as equal or Nutri- nutrisweet. Now, uh, aspartame is actually made up of three chemicals: aspartic acid, phenylalanine, and methanol. And you know, aspartic acid or aspartate uh, is a is a chemical that or a substance uh, that acts as a neurotransmitter in the brain um and it sort of facilitates the transmission of information from one brain cell to the next and if you have too much aspartate in your brain it actually kills specific neurons or brain cells so you know that's um that's a that's a bit of a a concern and as a result we're seeing people who ingest large amounts of uh, aspartame have some of these neurological symptoms potentially uh, which i'll talk to uh, talk to in a bit but uh, the other issue is methanol which is otherwise known as wood alcohol uh, it breaks down to form uh, formaldehyde in the body and formaldehyde is a deadly neurotoxin Um, an epa assessment of methanol states that methanol is considered a cumulative poison due to the low rate of excretion once it's absorbed. So wood alcohol, you know, you may have heard of some people who actually drink wood alcohol or methanol thinking that it's alcohol. It has a similar effect on the human body. People get drunk from it, but it often kills people or they go blind as a result of it. Um, And the reason is because it's oxidized into formaldehyde in the body. And anyway, the EPA recommends that there should be a limit of consumption for methanol of 7.8 milligrams per day. Now, one liter, about a quart, of aspartame-sweetened beverage contains about 56 milligrams of methanol. That's seven times the daily limit set out by the EPA, the Environmental Protection Agency, the very agency that actually is there to see that we don't put poisons into our body. However, Aspartame-containing beverages do just that. And heavy users of aspartame-containing products consume as much as 250 milligrams of methanol daily or 32 times the EPA limit. Now, you know, we're talking about something that is uh, a neurotoxin, so it's killing brain cells. So imagine giving that to your child. Um, You know, you're, you're poisoning your child, you're potentially damaging their brain. And the other interesting thing about aspartame, they say that if if aspartame was put out as a new substance, a new drug on the market today or a new product for sale, it would never pass the the, the, um, restrictions that are um, placed on new products on the market. It just wouldn't make it through. The FDA just couldn't allow it. But aspartame accounts for over 75% of the adverse reactions to food additives reported to the FDA every year. Uh, And many of these reactions are, you know, are quite serious. So, um, you know, some of those include seizures and death. Um, And a few of the 90 different uh, documented symptoms um, were listed in a report uh, on uh, aspartame dangers and and you know some of those are headaches dizziness seizures and you know actually kind of a just a little aside rub, kind of really interesting case i had um, this was a 16 year old girl came into my office uh, she was a swimmer so she was very athletic and she had been suffering with these very bizarre seizures for i think two years And she'd been to a number of medical specialists, um, uh, pediatricians to many different hospitals um, uh, in about a 300-mile radius, I believe, of where we live. Uh, And they diagnosed these seizures as uh, non-epileptic stress-induced seizures. And the strange thing about these seizures was that she would suddenly... Fall to the floor and she would engage in swimming motions like, uh, like a flutter kick, overhand swimming motions, breaststroke motions. And, and these seizures could last, uh, to up to, for up to an hour. Wow. So you can, you can imagine that if she was in school and this was happening in the middle of the class, it didn't go over too well. And finally, they said she couldn't come back to, to school until they had it straightened out. And she dealt with this for almost two years, and nobody could figure out what the problem was. And she came in to see me uh, with her mom, and we talked about what she was ingesting, and she was drinking on average of about one Diet Coke a day. Just one, just one Diet Coke a day. Well, just one. That's you know that's a lot of poison going. Well, some brain. people drink exactly three or four. So absolutely. And you know that's the thing about aspartame or any of these these substances that we're talking about you know everybody's different. some people might metabolize these just fine, but it's the it's those people out there who don't that this is this could really you know ring true for and maybe help them out a lot and and plus, there's a lot we don't understand about if you do this for many years what are the long term result uh, effects of it so anyway, I said to her, and I knew that there was a connection between aspartame and seizures uh I'd never heard of anything like this before. But none of the experts seemed to know about it either. I said, let's just stop all aspartame. She stopped the aspartame and never had another seizure. Ever. Ever. That was it. That was the end of it. So, you know, we could have put her back on the Diet Coke to see if they came back again, but I thought that would be cruel and unusual punishment. So we didn't go that route. She was convinced, her mom was convinced. I don't think she's ever had one since, and that's a number of years ago. But just a fascinating story of bizarre things that can be caused by toxicity, uh, by simply having one soft drink a day. So other symptoms: um, nausea, numbness, muscle spasms, and some of the some people out there might notice that you know I've got some of these symptoms, and maybe consider you know stopping all um, artificial sweeteners and see what happens. Weight gain. Strangely enough, rashes, depression, fatigue, uh, tachycardia, which is a a fast heartbeat, um, insomnia, vision problems, and the vision problems are linked to the methanol issues, where blindness is actually linked to methanol, hearing loss, heart palpitations, difficulty breathing, anxiety attacks. um, Another one I see quite commonly linked to um, um, artificial sweeteners, anxiety attacks. So if, if a person is prone to anxiety, they might want to look at what they're putting into their body and the amounts of, uh, of these um, artificial sweeteners. Slurred speech, loss of taste, tinnitus, which is a ringing in the ears, vertigo, memory loss. That's an important one, memory loss. You don't want your f- five or six-year-old child, when you're feeding them that Diet Coke, uh, you know, to, to have issues around memory loss. They're not even in school yet. And there are some suggestions. Uh, this is not proven yet, but there are suggestions that brain tumors... Multiple sclerosis, epilepsy, chronic fatigue syndrome, Parkinson's disease, Alzheimer's disease, uh, lymphoma, birth defects, uh, fibromyalgia may all be exacerbated or made worse by um, the presence of aspartame. So that's um, that's aspartame in a, in a nutshell. Uh, we could probably talk about it for another hour, but I, I won't. I won't beat a dead horse um you know i think it's bad enough as
0: it is well one one thing that surprised me there when you said that uh you know it actually kills blood or brain cells and here back back in the day when i thought i was uh having the healthy choice of uh, vodka and diet cokes um you know thinking that uh, you know there's no calories there um and sure i'd put up with maybe some slight uh brain deficiencies from the the vodka but i guess uh I was doubling down with the diet coke. I think
1: you're more than doubling down because, uh, you know, it's kind of like taking some uh, wood alcohol and pouring it into your vodka. So yeah, not not a good option at all.
0: Okay, now Kev, I forgot where are we in? where are we next.
1: Uh, <laughs> we're going to uh, we're going to hit with uh, the next uh, artificial sweetener, which has become quite common nowadays, um, and it's. A-sulfame-K or asulfame sulfame potassium either one. You'll see that in a lot of the, the soft drinks especially, but it is used in foods as well. Um, and it's a potassium salt containing methylene chloride.
0: Now, I've heard about this uh, methylene chloride. It um, doesn't sound like we want to be ingesting that.
1: Well, you're right, Rob um methylene chloride is a known uh, known carcinogen so it causes it's been known to cause cancer it, and there are many studies to show that it's also used as a paint stripper a degreaser and a dry cleaning solvent uh and this is what you're getting in your uh, a K.
0: actually <clears throat> that's where we heard of it when we we're talking about decaffeinated coffee exactly right? that's the other thing oh, okay. that
1: it's used for it's used for decaffeinating uh and taking caffeine out of coffee um and there's a there's a number of other ones, but uh methylene chloride is one of those things as well. And um so yeah, if you're not happy with your diet drink with the uh sulfate, sulfame K, um then you know you go to your coffee and you can get some of the uh the same product in that as well if it's decaffeinated. And um yeah, you know, it's uh there's a there's a lot of question marks about this about this product. And um you know, it has, it's it's the, one of the newer artificial sweeteners, and it's undergone the least scientific scrutiny. But, um, you know, early sh- studies show that there might be this link between this and multiple cancers
0: in uh, laboratory animals. You now, is there, um, you know, what other, is there any other side effects that they know of at this time? Or
1: Yeah, we know that long-term exposure to methylene chloride can cause, uh, you know, nausea, headaches, Um, mood problems, um, impaired liver function and kidney function, uh, problem with eyesight, and and as I mentioned, uh, possibly cancer. So, you know, uh, the other thing, again, and a a bit of a common theme that we're seeing here with these uh, artificial sweeteners is that it can contribute to hypoglycemia or blood sugar dysregulation. Uh, And this is, you know, very often the reason that we are... uh, using these substances is because we're trying to avoid sugar and all its negative effects so we should uh, I think we should really uh, be very careful and read our labels and see um, just how many of the things that we're ingesting that these three substances find you know uh, weasel their way into these foods so we just have to be very careful I think
0: now you know earlier we were talking about uh, you know diet soda industry and um, you know, their campaign that they're using to, you know, make people believe that these products can actually help them uh, lose weight. So, um, you know, we've we've had enough uh, episodes in the past that I, I know where this is going, but, um, you know, maybe if you could talk to our listeners about, uh, about that.
1: Yeah, what we were talking about, Rob, was, you know, kind of a, a bit of a segue into, you know, what we're talking about here, mainly about soft drinks, but, you know, anything that uses artificial sweeteners but you know soft, soft drinks the coca-cola company has rolled out this ad campaign uh, encouraging people to unite in the fight against obesity interestingly enough uh, and soft drinks are you know in, you know one of the major causes of uh, obesity and and um, and weight gain in people so it's kind of ironic uh, or i guess they're just trying to sh- you know save their market share but uh, that they're doing this and they launched this campaign um uh, assuring people that diet beverages containing the artificial sweetener aspartame are safe alternatives to regular soda now um you know the issue with this is that um you know they're they're out there basically promoting uh their product and saying that it fights against obesity and one of the studies that they actually uh, brought to the forefront um, was that a a study where and it was funded actually interestingly enough by the american beverage association uh, which to me immediately renders it uh, invalid because uh, you know there's obviously a proprietary interest here but anyway they took two groups of people some drank diet soda others did not and they said that the people who drank diet soda when mixed with an intensive coaching protocol, uh, they lost 13 pounds in 12 weeks. And the people who didn't drink diet soda uh, lost nine pounds in 12 weeks. And from that, they said, if you drink diet soda, it makes you lose more weight than if you don't. So uh, that's a huge leap. And, you know, with this, uh, this issue around obesity nowadays, uh, a lot of people were taking note of that and they're obviously taking a tart and buying more soft drinks that contain aspartame.
0: Well, and, you know, obesity is just getting out of control. Like it just seems to be, keep on getting worse.
1: So true, Rob. You know, the most recent statistics, uh, actually published by the World Health Organization on obesity, um, they showed that in 2008, more than 1.4 billion people. Uh, adults 20 years of age or older were overweight and of those 500 million were obese um, and that meant 35 percent of all adults aged 20 and over were overweight and 11 percent were obese that's worldwide and the the scary thing about some of the statistics that come out of the uh, this study by the World Health Organization is that more than 40 million children under the age of five were overweight or obese in 2012. And, you know, because we see that soft drinks are um, accounting for about 25% of our sugar intake, and then another percentage of that, uh, because people are trying to avoid sugar, they're, using, they're still using the soft drinks, but they've got all these um, artificial sweeteners in them. And those artificial sweeteners are also promoting obesity. Uh, I think it's a very pertinent piece of information here to say, you know, we need to avoid these things across the board. We can't touch diet so- soft drinks. We can't drink regular soft drinks because both of those are very, very unhealthy for us. And cause, you know, a ton of problems. So, you know, according to this this study that was put out by um, the uh, beverage uh, association in the United States, the American Beverage Association, uh, if you drink your soft drinks that, are, that contain aspartame, you're actually going to lose weight. But um, the issue is, Rob, that that the science clearly shows that this is not true. Um, Research has repeatedly shown that artificially sweetened, no or low calorie drinks and other diet foods tend to stimulate a person's appetite, uh, thus increasing the craving for carbs and it stimulates fat storage and weight gain. Artificial sweeteners basically trick your body into thinking that it's going to receive sugar or calories But then when the sugar doesn't arrive, your body signals that it needs more, which results in carb cravings. And most people uh, give in to such cravings and end up overeating um, on other foods and snacks. So the net effect is that uh, you actually potentially gain more weight with these artificial sweeteners than if you were eating or ingesting sugar in the first place. So just a couple instant uh, studies I just want to show to back this up. There was a, a study done in, um, in 1988, uh, or 1986, actually, in, in uh, Preventive Medicine was published. And it was, it was a big study. It, it looked at 7,800, 700 women, uh, 78,700 women aged 50 to 69 for one year. Um, and artificial sweetener usage increased with rel- relative weight. And the users were significantly more likely to gain weight compared to those who did not use artificial sweeteners, uh, regardless of their initial weight. Um, Another uh, study that was published in um, Physiology and Behavior in 1988, um, that it it determined that um, uh, no calorie sweeteners produce significant changes in appetite. And of the three sweeteners tested, aspartame produced the most pronounced effects in actually increasing people's um, appetite. So other studies, um, Physiology and Behavior, 1990, um, they found that aspartame specifically had a time-dependent effect on appetite, producing a transient decrease, followed by a sustained increase in hunger cravings. So, So what that means is that If you ingest something with aspartame in it, you may initially actually feel like not eating. And this is where some of these companies have actually said, you know, people lose their appetite if they ingest aspartame. But the net effect is that down the road, there is a sustained or prolonged increase in hunger overall. So the person generally is more hungry. And, you know, there are many other studies out there that actually show conclusively that Aspartame and these other artificial sweeteners are deleterious to our health, and you know I could go on all night with these, but I think the point is made that really you know if you are not convinced by listening to what we're talking about today, you should really investigate this for yourself. just even if you Google these three sweet artificial sweeteners for yourself, look at the pros and cons um and obviously. You know, try and get an independent um, assessment because obviously if you're if you're going to um, the American Beverage Association, they're not going to have anything bad to say about these artificial sweeteners. But I think if you look into it for yourself, you're going to find out that these things are really poisonous and we should not be putting these things into our body ever. And most importantly, we should never feed this to our children
0: and what's kind of interesting is when you kind of look back at coke and and their their lineup that they've had so you know they've and not getting into like coke zero and that but you know they've had coke like regular coke and then regular coke decaffeinated diet coke you know with caffeine diet coke decaffeinated all four of them are going to just cause negative effects so true and not only
1: you know, we haven't really talked about the fact that there's sugar in some of the Cokes. There's these artificial sweeteners in other Cokes. But then there's also caffeine. And we've already talked about the negative effect of caffeine. So, you know... And put- the negative
0: effect of decaffeinated.
1: Exactly. Right. So, so you know, the, the, the issue really is more about um, there are no good choices. You know, there really... I mean, I think we've talked about this before... That if you have to have a soft drink, if you have to have something um, that's, that's sweetened um, and it, that's bubbly, there are some alternatives out there. There is a product called Zevia, uh, which is made with stevia, and it is a carbonated drink. Um, and, you know, I don't recommend that it. it's, a, it's a great option, but it's the best option that I've come across. And you're not going to have to worry about the side effects potentially of these artificial sweeteners, or the extreme negative effects of all the sugar found in those soft drinks.
0: Well, I think this has been a really eye-opening um, episode that we've had, and you've you've had some uh, you know great studies to kind of back it up. And and as you said, um, you know, for the listener, um, take it upon yourself to go and and. Just research this or maybe even do, you know, just a little bit of your own little test or challenge and drop all your diet drinks for a month and see if those headaches go away. See if those cravings for carbs go away and, and see if you maybe lose lose some weight or just, you know, feeling better.
1: And, and you know, that's that's absolutely true, Rob. But for some people who don't want to give it up for themselves... Then I say to them, if you have kids, don't let your kids ingest these substances. Don't let your kids get into soft drinks because when we really narrow it down, soft drinks kill people in the long term on a regular basis for a number of different reasons. So don't let your kids get into that. Get them used to herbal teas. Um, you You can make lemonade using stevia as a sweetener. Water is the best thing you can give them purified preferably but keep them away from soft drinks
0: well this is great kev so well thanks so much for uh, all the uh, research that you put into into this show and uh, we look forward to the next one and uh, and once again thank you for listening to the your best you today uh, radio show Uh, we hope that this helps you and we hope that it helps your kids and if it does please tell someone else Check back soon for another episode of the Your Best You Today online radio show. I'm your host, Rob Heppel, together with Dr. Kevin Jackson. We'll talk to you soon. This has been another episode of Your Best You Today with Dr. Kevin Jackson and Rob Heppel, where they tackle nutritional topics so that you can become your best you today. To ask a question or leave a comment, visit the website at www.yourbestyoutoday.com. Make sure that you never miss another episode by subscribing to this podcast for free on iTunes.